This is episode 198 of How About That Cigar, recorded live at the Corona Cigar Studio. We have Alex Bourne on the show to learn the ropes as a new cigar smoker. Please take a minute to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? How about that cigar ladies and gentlemen welcome to the corona cigar studios for episode 198 of how about that cigar live thank you so much for joining us live on facebook live on youtube and for those of you listening on the audio podcast after the fact guys thank you so much for listening to how about that cigar live when you drive down the road when you work out whatever it is you do when you listen to your favorite audio podcast thank you so much for making how about that cigar a part of it and here in the corona cigar studios it is still winter i am sick <laughs> i don't I, I don't want to start the show off on a on a, on a bad note but we ju- we just got slammed with 11 inches of snow again over the weekend bullshit <laughs> it's, it's not it's april it's not supposed to be this way but it is this way we're trying to make the best of it uh it honestly most of it has melted already but it still it still sucks. Speak for yourself. I got six foot high snow banks in my driveway still right now. Yeah, I still as you can see where my, my car is like I, I know, all, I saw it. Cause you gotta Yeah, it's it is what it is. You had an iceberg dead ahead. There is an iceberg in my driveway that's bigger than my car. Now my car's not very big, but still it's ridiculous. That's that's, <laughs> so got that button. The Minnesota twins are off to a fantastic start. We yeah. just we just trounced uh, the Marlins eleven to one. Just game just ended. Trounced. What kind of word? Trounced. Is trounced? Like yeah, that's that. yeah, that's it's it's, okay. it's it means wicked beat down in. Oh, okay. I think it's Yiddish. I'm gonna use. No, that. I'm joking. Yeah, I have yeah, no yeah. idea. Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> it's Celtic. Yeah. Um, and so we're we're three and zero to start the season. Um, a little bit better than Coop's Phillies. Yeah. I just want to just want to put that just, out there. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, the home opener here at Target Field in Minneapolis is oh. Thursday. It's going to be 34 degrees. Dude. And I will be there. What? Whoa. Just found out. Oh. Got tickets to the home opener. Dope. So I will be there with my wife and youngest son uh, on uh, Thursday, freezing our butts off at Target Field, watching live baseball. Are you going to propose again in the outfield? I don't think so. Did you see that video? No. Oh my gosh! Somebody from a Twins game. Did you guys see that video? No, uh, it was spring training. I or no, it was opening day. Okay. For oh not, my gosh, not the Twins, not the Twins. Okay. But some guy went and um, he jumped the fence and went out into the outfield, got down on one knee, and he as he's popping the ring. Yeah. Security guard. Is that the dude that got like he got Ray Lewis? totally <laughs> LT'd like just destroyed. So he was trying to propose yes. and he got lit up. He just, I had no idea. Freaking destroyed. I had no idea. 
I don't oh, know. Oh, did he lose the ring? Yeah, he might have. He might have. Probably lost his lunch. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. Great video. Look it up. It's so funny. Man, I didn't know. he. I did see that video. I didn't know he was trying to propose. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'll be at the home opener awesome. on Thursday. We're going to freeze, but uh, I've been at cold fall games. This will be my first. Actually, this will be my first home opener for the Twins ever that I've gone to the 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 official season opener. Okay. So excited for that. That's yeah. Um, so they might have a chance to win. Well, we got to play right? the Astros. That's the thing, you know, and it's, you know, we're winning right now, but we're playing Kansas city and the Marlins. Marlins. It's, it's like, you know, no disrespect to them, but they're not very good teams. Yeah. Uh, how do you say that respectfully? Yep. It's, I don't know, uh, but the Astros defending world champions. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I would say cheating or not talent wise, they are, They've been able to retain talent and potentially dynasty level. And well, and but the twins have gained some great a talent. Lot our pitch, talent. our pitching has been really solid. Finally. So hopefully this is the year where we've got legit pitching. Uh Byron Buxton is still playing. Um, and he's don't say it. You know, he's doing great. Um, and finally, finally, Joey Gallo. I mean, it sh I shouldn't say finally. It's we're three games in, but he he has Joey Gallo has officially now for the season hit the first and second home runs for the Minnesota. He hit two home runs yesterday. Yep. So uh, anyway, uh, Minnesota Wild are tenuously holding on to first place in the Central. Mm -hmm. um, we beat the Avs in a fantastic game. That Avs game was insane. Oh my gosh. Um oh we're playing we're so we're, we we oh! got we got slaughtered by the Golden Knights yesterday or yeah. was it yesterday? Uh yes. Or, yes. And we're playing them again as we speak and it's 2 to 1 wild over the Golden Knights right now. So let's hope uh they can get this win cuz we uh, staying I I wouldn't mind if we don't have the top seed but I'd be okay either way. I, my preference is that we tear the Band-Aid off and, you know, get a lower seed and face the top teams right away. Just get it over with and face the top teams, get past them, and then get to the lower seeds. So I like first seed because it potentially gives us another series that we can use to rest Kaprizov if we need it more. Yeah, which it, they're, they're starting to push the date out now. Plus, yeah. Reeves is hurt now. I didn't see that. So it's not, I don't think it's severe, but he's out. Um, and so okay. hopefully we can, we can get things dialed in and get guys healthy for the playoffs. Um, uh, for our viewers and listeners, guys do us a favor and take just a minute. Let us know what you're smoking and drinking uh, in the comments, uh, because we always love knowing what people are enjoying while they're watching. How about that cigar live? Yeah. Um, we will get into our cigars uh, in just a minute here, and let me make sure I didn't miss any. Oh, one more thing for the pregame discussion. Um, I want to give a shout-out and congratulations to Sodi's Cigar and Pipe. Uh, they just hit oh, yeah. their four-year anniversary. Four years. So uh, congratulations to Scott and Luke and Jonathan and the whole team over there at Sodi's uh, Cigar and Pipe in Oak Park Heights, Minnesota, one of our favorite shops in the Twin Cities area to hang out and smoke cigars. Yep. So congrats on four years and here's to four more and 14 more and 40 more uh, continued success to you guys. So, um, but I think it's time to bring on our special guest of the evening. Yeah. Uh, and special guests on how about that cigar live are brought to us by drew estate and the all new acid cigars, Cuba variety, three packs, 
specially designed to both broaden the palate of acid cigar enthusiasts and expand awareness of the Drew Estate product portfolio. Cuba Variety 3-Packs also present on-the-go consumers with tremendous value. For the price of two acid Cuba Cuba cigars, purchasers receive three cigars in total with an undercrown shade cigar included in the pack. The cigars in the Cuba Variety 3-Packs are all 5x54 Robustos and presented in resealable fresh packs with Bovida humidification pouches to ensure that they remain fresh. Priced at $21.90 per pack, the Acid Cuba Variety 3-Packs from Drew Estate are available now. So, Garrett, if you would, please, uh, this is a really cool story. So, please, if you would, introduce our special guest who we have live here in studio. I would like to give a warm welcome to Alex Bourne. Hey, everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, like that. There we go. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Alex live to the studio. So... I've known Alex for almost a long time. <laughs> like um, two days. No. At, no. <laughs> and really, what, maybe 15 years? Yeah. Yeah. At least. I want to say 15, 16. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> now that I'm doing the actual math in my head. How when was you? the first time we met? Mm, I want to say it was that... Uh, the first men's retreat you came with oh, us on okay. in the prison showers, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, I couldn't resist. Was I working at before? Was I working at the camp before? Oh, dude! After? Actually, yes. I met you when you were working at camp, and I came to speak yeah, okay. for the youth. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm so, glad you remember that. I don't. <laughs> uh, that was. Uh, that was 2004, so 19 years ago. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's gone by so fast. Um, so, Alex, and, uh, so we share a very special person in, in common, uh, Alex's grandfather, Rob Boyd, who is probably the best person I've ever met on this earth. Um he is a guy that uh, took me under his wing and mentored me when I was just getting sober, when I was um, figuring out what I wanted to do in life. And he reached out to me and um, he invested himself in, in me in just an incredible way. So um, that's how I got to, to meet Alex when I was uh, doing some stuff. So for those who don't know, my my first uh, journey in life was uh, in ministry, and I went and spoke at this camp up in northern Minnesota. Um, and Alex would uh, play the git fiddle for um, uh, for the camp, right? Like you, you performed. Yeah, they had a music team there uh, that would perform after meals and stuff like yeah. that in the evening. Yep. And uh, Rob uh, introduced us. And um, and then for many years after, we would do this uh, men's retreat up at the same camp for many years. Uh, 400 guys out there and you'd, you know, go fishing, paintball, make fun of each other, mostly make fun of Rob. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy. It is so easy and it is so fun. And he's a wonderful, wonderful man. So that's how I met Alex. And I, and I knew that 
um, from time to time, he would enjoy a cigar here and there um, and uh, would ask for recommendations or going on a trip or whatever and, and reach out. And so if some of you remember, um, what, about a year and a half ago? Was that? I'd say it was about that. Yeah. Um, we had uh, a young gentleman who had never had a cigar before in his life. And we were doing this experiment to see if we could not only teach him about cigars, but then also follow up and, and, and walk through a journey of learning about uh, cigars and, and smoking in the culture. Um, didn't turn out the way we wanted. Um, it wasn't that he didn't like cigars or anything, but it just wasn't uh, a lifestyle that he was going to be getting into. So kind of take two on this whole thing. I had an idea, um, you know, a while ago I reached out to Alex and he was, uh, just, uh, I mean, I was like, dude, let's, let's do this thing. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm so glad you, you agreed to on very short notice too. So yeah. we really appreciate you coming out to do this. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. No, it's this is great this because is this is kind of like the the continuation, like Garrett said, of of you know somebody who you you have had a few cigars in your lifetime. Yeah, and this is Not very this is sort of you know the sort of the next logical step for we went from somebody who literally never tried a tobacco product to now somebody who has tried a couple of cigars. You know what to expect from a cigar. And uh, you maybe are in the market to uh, at least maybe learn how you can get a little more enjoyment from cigars. And that's what we love doing. We love yep. we love learning that ourselves. We love teaching yes. people that. Uh, and and that's what we're going to start digging into. Uh, but I finish I'm finished up my pregame cigar uh, and awesome. I'm going to light up my main cigar of the evening right now. And I'm going to do that on the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Toast Cam. When lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient and pay close, close attention to detail and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Somber Mesa to Ombagag, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more there we go so alex um we're going to kind of start a little bit and what we want to focus on on this show is talking about palate and cigars that we acclimate towards um so finding that cigar that you know and for some people and actually, it's, I think it's a majority of cigar smokers. They find that one cigar or that one profile that that's that's their lane, and they don't go outside of the lane. Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of the the nerds who really get into it, they love the variety. You know. That being said, I, I I'm absolutely one of those that I love the variety. That being said, there are seasons that I go through where I'm like, ooh, I'm really digging this kind of. Uh, wrapper or style of cigar right now and then that will change depending on um you know where venus is in the in the you know <laughs> so uh what we want to do is want to take you through so all of these cigars are are going to be for you to to go through and experience and try um i don't know so real quick Tell us about your experience with cigars. 
Yeah, so uh, my first experience with cigars uh, was not very memorable, um, but uh, I think it was in college or something. I was uh, hanging out with my buddies, and they had this wild idea to uh, pick up cigars from the gas station. Oh, yeah. and Best place. <laughs> and uh, we said, hey, let's do that, and let's you know, walk through the park at night and just, you know, smoke and talk and stuff like yeah. that. That's the cigar version of hold my beer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when, when you start by picking up cigars at a gas station, that's the equivalent of hold my beer. It is hundred <laughs> percent. So, so we did that. And this is the first time I've ever smoked a cigar. And probably for most of you, you know, uh, out there probably had the same experience. Absolutely. In the beginning or somewhere in the beginning. Were you at Bethel? No. Oh, no. okay music school so it was okay. oh that's right you did. okay that's right music okay so you um, weren't breaking any contracts no <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah we were walking around the park and um of course you know i was inhaling you know not knowing that that wasn't what i was supposed to do and um you know i left out this detail but uh before we went to the gas station we had white castle Oh, <laughs> a lot of White Castle. <laughs> Did you get a Crave case? Oh, Something like oh. that, yeah. And uh, of course, it all came up. Yes, this keeps getting better and better. And uh, man, I felt so bad afterwards. Um, it was almost like a hangover afterwards. Absolutely, like, it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I was inhaling a lot, you know, and I deserved, I deserved every <laughs> bit of that. <laughs> So I'll never do that again. Um, so that was my first experience. And um, uh, didn't I kind of stayed away from cigars for a while after that. That's you know? weird. Um, <laughs> totally get it. And then, um, yeah. Uh, and then when I, when I married my wife, we eloped to Cuba. And one of the experiences wow. we had there was um, to... We, we had a cigar experience, like a cigar tasting experience from someone who worked in one of the factories and was well connected there. And uh, so we smoked some cigars there and uh, brought some home. And um, but I, I don't do it a whole lot. So I'm still very new to, you know, smoking the cigars. And uh, I think the, it's perfect that we're talking about palate today because that's kind of what I'm interested in and motivated by. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how to gauge, you know, what I'm, what I'm smoking, you know? Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. an open book. Oh, this is perfect. I love it. I, I and honestly, if you're going to elope somewhere, <laughs> Cuba is kind of hard to beat. Yeah. How did, how did that happen? How did, how did Cuba become the destination for eloping? That's well, kind of wild. We kind of said the same thing that you just did, you know, like <laughs> if we're going to do this, we're going to go big. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right on. And uh, we're both musicians and Cuba just has an amazing culture of art and music. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, if we can go there and if it works, let's do that. Absolutely. Let's just try that. Yeah. And it worked. It was our first choice. Yeah. You're like Antarctica, it. Cuba, <laughs> uh, Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you do? That's awesome. Um, so what a lot of people like to do when they, you know, start searching their, their palate and their, their journey is they like to start light. However, we're not going to start light today. We're not going to start heavy either. I think 
what we're going to do is we're going to start in the middle. Okay. Okay. Um, you've had dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also drinking a beer. Um, and, and Matt, let me know if, if you think, you know, we should start light or. No, I'd say roll, roll with it, but you've also got a, I, I love the fact that you've got, we've got a mild, medium, medium, full and full. And then you've also got a flavored selection there, which Correct. I think is really smart. Yeah. So, um, people, um, people are assholes. I mean, just, <laughs> they are. Except um, the viewers and listeners of how yeah, absolutely. everybody guys, here is fantastic. You guys are awesome. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, this is not only for you, Alex, but everybody listening and watching. If, if you are into, if you enjoy infused flavored cigars and that is what you enjoy, even as your primary or in every once in a while, awesome. Smoke that. Enjoy that. You'll have some people that are, would consider themselves purists in cigars that would say this isn't a premium cigar. And to them, I would say eat a bag of D's because <laughs> um, you should enjoy what, you know, you should be able to enjoy what you want to enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Uh, we'll do this, you know, you do this on your own time. Uh, this is a tobacco. It has a sweetened tip and um, it is an aromatic type uh, flavor. And you can actually even smell that. So really? chocolate, chocolate, chocolatey. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Well, tobacco specials or coffee. I mean, there may be more to it than just one, coffee, but. This one, yeah, you're right. It is, but it's it's very chocolatey. What is this? Is the I can't tell. Is that the taste? That's yeah. It's infused. So, or? The, oh, the the wrapper. It, it's got that lighter wrapper leaf. So that's the the dolce. Yeah, dolce de or something like yeah. or latte or something like that. Uh, cafe con leche. Yeah. Yep. Um. <clears throat> So, yes, that is the the primary flavor you'll get out of that. Again, not for everybody, but some people that's their jam, um, and we want to include that in uh, in this offering. So, we are going to start you off with a Blackwork Studios S and R, and this is a, a delicious Kinda delicious the, treat that's reaction that's one of the cigars <laughs> honestly of the last five years i i put that high up on my list of favorite cigars from the last five years yep it's wow. it's a very very nice cigar and and i agree with gary it's it's right in the middle yep it's medium all the way yep uh blackwards is mostly known for their full flavor you know um cigars so most of their offering is full flavor, but two of my favorites, the porcelain, which is uh, one of their lighter offerings, and then the SNR, which is uh, medium. Obviously, we're talking about that. Um, I just absolutely love them. The, the blend on this is fantastic. So before we get you lit up here, I'm just going to quickly do a... Um, We haven't ever done this on live. We'll see how this goes. Uh, this might go horribly. 
Oh, are you going to deconstruct? I am going to deconstruct. Knife. Use your knife. Here. Cut it straight down I got you. Well, I almost. Okay. Sorry, I didn't have my big knife with me. I'm joking. That's not a knife. <laughs> Here it is. There it was. So the wrapper on this is really, really thin. Delicate. So do you know the components of a cigar? I do not. So every cigar has three main components. A wrapper leaf. Okay. If you want to take that, smell it. And as you can see, it's very thin, very delicate. And typically, there's only about um, anywhere between 5 to 15% yield that is <clears throat> quality wrapper leaf. No blemishes, no holes, mm. no. Um, and it's incredible to watch them sort through. Oh, yeah. And, and grade each of these uh, varietals. Um, underneath the wrapper, you have either one to two what are called binder, uh, binder leaves. These are going to be the thicker leaves. This is also going to be the leaf that, uh, leaf that is uh, um, most responsible for the burn of the cigar. So it, it provides three things. It does provide some flavor, but it provides burn and um, the ability to hold in all of the filler tobacco, which is the third part. Um, sorry for some dead air here, guys, as I... Binders are tricky. Yeah, they are tricky because they're bunched together and, when they, and then they're pressed. Yeah, when they get pressed, they can get little wrinkles on them that makes it tough to, to remove it so I'm just, cleanly. Yep, I'm just doing it at the vein. Um, but this is to show you. And it pretty much comes off in full, you know, full leaf tobacco. And you can feel that, I mean, that's a heftier leaf. Yeah. Compared to, compared to how this is like onion skin, the wrapper leaf mm -hmm. is really super delicate and thin. And that one's hardier, got coarser, more coarse texture to it. Yeah. And that, that's because this is really, this combusts really easily and it burns nice and evenly where this if if this was you know a binder this it's gonna i mean if we were just to light this leaf right now it would go up like a piece of flash paper yeah. at, at a magic show so and then in the middle we have the the filler tobacco um typically you are going to have a blend of several different varietals yep um, I mean, anywhere from, you know, two to I've seen five, six different varietals, um, in here. Um, a lot of people would mistake some of this, this stuff as being loose leaf. And that would be inaccurate as this cigar ages, um, and it's pressed. You can see that just some of this just falls apart. So this was actually all long filler tobacco and um, at the factory, you've got somebody at the table that takes all of these and bunches it in the most magical way. And they roll it up with the binder. So we got a question from Gracie about uh, the double or triple cap. So this one, I, from what I can tell from what's left of the cap on the wrapper leaf, 
this looks like a, this had a double cap on it. Um, and triple caps, triple caps are somewhat rare uh, from cigar factories. This cigar was made in Honduras, I believe. Yep. Yeah, this is a cigar, cigar was made in a, a Honduran factory. Um, the only company that I'm aware that still does single caps is Padron. Um, so, uh, but this had a single binder leaf on it i mean it's it looks like more than one but it's because the the binder leaf was large enough to wrap around twice yep but that's a, this is a single binder leaf and yeah you can see all that filler tobacco that garrett's got on the uh on the table there that's and it it, it breaks up you know uh but i mean essentially we're looking at you know full leaf to half leaf uh it's it's not it it's not a short filler cigar where we're not look it's not a pile of like looks like somebody emptied out a cigarette and it's just a bunch of shredded tobacco there right. yep. essentially we're looking at full leaf yep tobacco there so that is the deconstruction of a cigar now what i'm gonna do is um i'm gonna cut and light my cigar and kind of take you through that process and then i'll just have you go through Okay. So as we were talking about caps before, double and single caps, we have a different situation, both of us, with our cigars. But what you want to pay attention to when you're cutting your cigar is the shoulder of the mm -hmm. cigar. Okay, You never want to go more than halfway through the shoulder because that cap, and you can see the cap on this one is actually really deep, but you never want to go beyond that last cap because that's what's holding that wrapper so underneath this, see that line there mm -hmm. on my cigar? Kind of where it stops to curve, yep. where where it goes from curve to straight. And see, mm -hmm. this one is actually a triple. Yep. You'll see the three lines. Yep. Um, so you just want to take off the top cap of that okay. cigar. Um, where did I put my cutter? It's right in front of you. It is right in front of me. <laughs> my gosh. So the other thing is, if you cut it too shallow, you can always go back and take a little bit more off if you want. Yeah. Okay. So let you cut yours. Now, we both kind of have, uh, yours is more of a pigtail. Yeah. Than mine. Um, What's a pigtail? So I'll put that up to the camera. Yep. So literally it looks like. It look it's it's a curly cue. It looks like a pig's yeah. tail. So I'll put that up to the camera there. Is it gonna focus? Oh, focus, please focus. Oh, oh it had oh, it. Had it. There, it, there is. it is. There it is. It's like a belly button. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an Audi. <laughs> <laughs> so and and of course I picked the two weird cigars to to do this with, but usually um, these are are cut. At the end and then they are rounded and put those caps over like almost every other cigar we have here okay so go ahead and open up your cutter all right and then you the nice thing is you can you can put the cigar in there and and set the blades just where you think they need to cut and get it set right where you think it needs to be before you send it home that looks good mm-hmm yeah. There you go. Yep. And don't worry about that. We we all do that. Yep. When you cut I a cigar, it sometimes it just goes, you know. Okay. Well, and if you see little remnants, you can just 
pull those off of there. Now here's here's the other part. Some people will do a watch tap. Some people will do a palm tap. Um, what I do is I lick the end. Don't do what he does. <laughs> no, you can do that. I, I usually, after I cut the cigar, I usually just go like this. Or a blow. Because what it does is it uh, there's going to be little dust, you know, little tobacco dust particles that if you're drawing in, can get into your mouth and can actually can aspirate that. Yep. And it just prevents some of that. <clears throat> now, lighting your cigar, as we saw with the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Toast Cam, um, it's important um, to... Are you right-handed? I am. Right-handed? Okay. Yep. Well, I'm ambidextrous, too. I eat with both. I bat both Ooh. ways. <laughs> wow. You can eat with both hands? Both of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fat guy, so I've been doing that my whole life. Have you? <laughs> Um, the important part is to get now, if you ask Matt Ty, it should take you about 35 minutes to toast this. Yeah. Now, because he toasts <laughs> the balls out of his cigars, um, holding it at a 45 degree angle, waiting for it to get entirely red. And what that does is that allows for an even burn. And then afterwards you can give it just a quick blow and make sure that that cherry is all the way around. Okay. And, yep. Mm-hmm. So Matt and I, we, uh, we go to a buddy of ours house on Wednesday nights, play cards. And there's a guy there who consistently has burn issues and other things and it's just how he smokes cigars but the other day he was smoking a really good cigar i don't remember what it was it was a whiskey rebellion oh my gosh it was a whiskey rebellion oh skip it was, fr been it was frustrating to watch <laughs> yeah yep and now you can hit it yeah and then you just finish lighting it that way That looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. And and the great part about it is, as you go along, if cool. if you if you see that you know one side is burning maybe a little faster than the other, just pick up your lighter, give it just a quick little touch little up, touchy touch. You're good to go. Yep. Okay. And then obviously you know the the inhaling part. Don't don't. <laughs> we're not we're not doing that today. Um, but even without inhaling, some people can still get get the greens. And yeah. here's the science behind that. Nicotine affects our blood sugar. It actually makes our blood sugar drop. So um, what Matt has provided is in the event that you start to feel, if you at all start to feel a little lightheaded or even shaky or whatever, just say, can I grab a couple M&Ms? And that sugar helps to combat nicotine sickness. Yeah. Okay. Um, other things that'll help orange juice. Uh, basically, if you know any diabetic tricks, all of those will apply to yeah, nicotine sickness. A can can of Coke, yep. Orange juice, um, uh, candy, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, there you go. Thank you. My my OCD was kicking in. Um, but yeah, that can help with. And I've also heard 
because we've heard from somebody, a couple people in the cigar industry, that the thing about the nicotine giving you, because some people will get that sort of sick feeling from a cigar, even if they don't inhale, they'll get the sick feeling from a cigar. I've heard from a couple people that it's actually, that's not nicotine, that's actually ammonia. Because there's ammonia naturally occurring in tobacco leaves, especially when they ferment them. Now, when they ferment them, you go into these fermentation rooms and there's so much ammonia in the air in these cigar factories from from specifically in the fermentation rooms where they have the tobacco in these pylones. There's so much ammonia in the air, you can barely be in there for more than 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it stings your eyes, you can't breathe because it's this acrid. And... Um, the reason they do that is so that that ammonia leaves the tobacco, it, it, it dissipates out of the tobacco leaf and goes into the air. So you don't have that ammonia remaining in the leaf. And so I've heard also that sickness comes from tobacco that didn't quite get rid of every last bit of that ammonia, that there's still a little residual ammonia in there. Okay. Um, well, I'm not sure scientifically sure. which is actually true, but it, yeah. it does make sense. It does. Uh, but so in your first few puffs of the cigar, just just one of the things I learned from a wine sommelier when you're smelling and tasting wine is blurt out whatever comes to mind, no matter how weird it may sound, mm-hmm. like it, it burning tires, unicorn piss, unicorn piss. Mm-hmm. You know, chocolate, coffee, you know, <laughs> leather, earth. leather, earth, whatever. Do you get anything right off the bat that you just notice that the smell or the flavor reminds you of? Um, uh, and tobacco is a totally acceptable answer. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it reminds me of like uh, the basement at my parents' house. Um, that's a very common tasting note for cigars. Bro. Is dank, musty. Like kind of mildewy. Yeah, that's a very common tasting note for cigars. Um, <laughs> that's what Rocky Patel told me the first time I met him. Tennis shoes. Okay. That could be leather. Yeah. Yeah. Could be leather. Yeah. Um, and actually, before we go any further, uh, Garrett, what are you smoking? So I decided to light up a Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. That that's from that's from the Great Smoke 2022, I believe. Yes, Great Smoke 2022. Okay, and I fired up a Protocol Cyber Cyber Crimes Unit. Hmm. Yummy. Justin, what do you got going on? Um, I got an All Saints St. Francis, I think in the Churchill size little box, little slight box press to it though. Nice. Yeah. Um, so now when when uh we are looking for palette, what you're gonna want to do, um, you know, if you really want to dive in deep, okay, if that's at all of interest to you is at some point get a notebook and as you are smoking a cigar, just make some notes, you know, or here's some phone. of the, yeah. Or in your phone. Yeah. 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 Um, this cigar gave me this. And um, because then what you can do is you can look up the cigar 
and you can find out the construction of the cigar. It has this kind of wrapper on it. It has this kind of filler in it. And um, I didn't care for this or I loved this. Um, and what that'll allow you to do is you say, oh, this has a San Andreas wrapper. Okay. And I really enjoyed that one. I'm going to try something else with a San Andreas wrapper. Um, it's not always true, but it's usually true that the wrapper is going to give you the most flavor of that cigar. It's the most expensive leaf and it is the, um, it is the, it should the prettiest. be prettiest. Yeah. It's the prettiest. Absolutely. So on some cigars, the wrapper is actually more expensive than all the other tobaccos combined. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And you've got a cigar that's commonly referred to as a barber pole style where it's got different color uh, grades of tobacco uh, and different varietals of tobacco that, so you've actually got two because instead of that, that just being a, a thin strip that's cut and glued on there, that's actually two wrapper leaves that overlap just enough to expose that quarter inch yeah. of that lighter colored uh, wrapper. So and they're, they're different color uh, leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not like someone didn't paint that on. Yeah. So, and right. most likely, most likely the one that's lighter in color is probably Ecuadorian Habano. I don't know that the SNR, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess Ecuadorian Habano and San Andreas Maduro. I honestly am not 100% certain. So I thought it's San Andreas. I think Justin is on it. Justin is on it. He'll give us. They just released the new release of that this year, I think. Yeah, they did. I'm not sure if they disclose the tobaccos that are in it or not, but. We will find out. Yeah, Justin will find out. Justin's on it. Um, And one one other thing, and this this is a little further down the road, and we may not, you may not get to it tonight, and you may have tried it because you said. You know, you have had experience inhaling cigars. I can't do that. I've the times the the few amount of times in my life that I've accidentally inhaled a premium cigar, I you don't forget it because I just was hacking like crazy because it's this the tobacco is more intense than than cigarette tobacco. But there's something called retrohaling, which is you don't actually inhale the tobacco smoke. But do you, you want me to do this part since I'm the I'm the pro? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But you take you take oh. a draw of the cigar in, and you hold the smoke in your mouth, and then you expel it through your nose without it going into your lungs. So, here we go. You're gonna blow some of it out your nose. So some people, and what I do, because I have such a sensitive sinus, I blow anywhere between 60 to 80% out of my mouth first and that remaining, then I finish out through my nose. And basically you do it by, you take that puff of smoke into your mouth and you just close your lips and you push your tongue up and forward. And that, that pushes it up through your sinus back out through your nose. So So it doesn't go into your lungs. It just goes up through the nose. Imagine like breathing without opening your mouth, but exhaling out of your nose. Yeah, start blowing out your nose and you push it even, up with your tongue. You can even like chew almost the air. True. And while it's coming out too, that will help a little bit. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the retro on this one is fantastic. And, and before we get to that, that does have a dark Sumatra wrapper grown in Indonesia. Wider, or while the lighter leaf is an Ecuadorian Connecticut shade grown wrapper, underneath those is an Ecuadorian Habano binder and fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. There we go. So we got dark Sumatra is the darker wrapper leaf. 
and Ecuadorian Connecticut shade, which is the lighter colored wrapper leaf. Very nice. So retrohaling, does it give you like a different taste or a different experience or so, something? So like with like with food or or people who are into high-end wines and whiskeys and stuff like that, a lot of the, what they get from it is from the nose. Mm -hmm. And cigars are kind of the same way where you get, uh, and a lot of people who taste cigars, like people who blend cigars for a living, who work in the factories and actually come up with these cigar blends, they get most of the the aroma and the flavor through the nose through doing that retrohale where you because you only get a certain amount of it on the tongue and on the palate yeah a lot of it comes through the nose and, instead and most of your flavor receptors are in the mouth versus the nose so when you start tasting something your mind puts that sense of taste hmm. the smell and it kind of picks those aromas up as well yeah got it mm -hmm. all right now we're going to talk about ashing. Now I know you went you went back and you kind of watched that video a little bit. Did you do you remember when we touched on the ashing part? Yeah, uh, let's see if I remember it. So uh, you said put it on the side and just kind of twirl it a little bit. If you're nervous about it, yes. Otherwise, just let it go. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you can let it go. Yeah. There's a, uh, you know, at some point, um, I want to say. Matt ashes on himself at least three times a week, <laughs> three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> I get cocky. I'll let yeah. the ash get really long. I'm like, I got this. No problem. I got that. And all of a sudden, as soon as I get cocky, it's on my lap. Um. So, but yes, when, uh, when you get another half inch or so, um, doing this kind of thing, like the, the cigarette type, um, or like our buddy does on Wednesday night is he does the he does the tap and he wonders why his cigars blow up and it's yeah he'll literally take a cigar and just just slam it yeah, on like the edge of the hammer. ashtray like it's a hammer <laughs> and then he's like my cigar's unraveling gee i wonder why <laughs> you know it's, and we tell him it's like don't do that and yep. he does it anyway that's just the way yep. he likes to smoke them so is is there any benefit to just letting it do its thing Without there are people that say it helps with the burn construction with all of this. I haven't put any of those uh, really to science, but in my experience, when or when you ash makes no difference on flavor or construction. Okay. Yeah. Some say that it, it protects that what's called the cherry, which is that lit center that it, that it insulates it. I, I don't like Garrett said, I don't really know the science behind it. I, I just, if, if the ash looks like it's about to go, I, I like to just, you know, give it a little help. And so <laughs> hopefully it doesn't end up in my lap, which it normally does anyway. And there, are, and there's another misnomer that a big, nice, long ash is a, a indicator of good construction. Not necessarily. False. True. Some of the best cigars are, some of the most what are considered flowery ash where the ash will actually start to uh, separate and kind of flower out. Uh, Padrones um, is a, a great example of a, one of the best cigars in the world. They are a very flowery ash. Um, I, I've seen that before in like the, the old cartoons, like the old uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Warner Brothers cartoons. Yeah. Like yep. the ashes actually do that. And I didn't know that that was actually. A it's a thing. Oh, huh. yep. Absolutely is a thing. 
So yeah, uh, construction of ash is no indicator on the actual construction of the cigar itself. It might be in some cases. It might be. But you shouldn't judge the construction, flavor, or experience of a cigar on how it's ashing, how the ash is uh, constructed. Or the color of the ash. Sometimes yeah. people will say, if the ash isn't bright white, that means it's not a good cigar. That's nonsense. That It's it's all based on the, the minerals that are present in the cigar when it burns. See how ours are very different? Yours is more yeah. darker. Um, I've heard that that means that there are more nitrates in your cigar, typically wrapper. But again... Yeah, it could be phosphorus, it could be nitrates, it could be chlorophyll, it could be a number of different yeah. naturally occurring compounds that are still present in the leaf. Chernobyl. The Chernobyl. All, like, yeah. You know. <laughs> only they're only slightly radioactive. Yeah. Only only slightly. Can you um, imagine? What oh like, radioactive yeah, cigar? Grown like in like radioactive soil or something. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna pass. Okay. I'm going to pass. <laughs> that, it got you excited. For I know. I was like, I, know, I, know. I, mean, hey. I think we're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> or you're on something. Oh, there you go. It could be. You guys see the size of that chicken? <laughs> it's glowing. Oh, man. Uh, has there ever been a glow-in-the-dark cigar? I think there's been a glow-in-the-dark band, the hasn't band, there? The German engineer had one. German had, off, like, it had That's right. It had the, the glow-in-the-dark writing on yeah, the band. The, the black light or something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we. I don't. I I like to I like to smoke in the in the in the light, Mitchell not, not in the he, dark. Mitchell uh, said he hears that a whiter ash is an ash that burns more complete. I don't. I don't know what that means, Mitchell. I don't mean that dispar disparagingly. Please elaborate. Elaborate on yeah, that. I don't, more info. Yeah. Um, Mitchell, of course, from our great friends over at Smoking Tobacco. Yep. Dot, dot com. Um, yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, the cool thing is, yes. There's so much like, it, just like anything else in the world, whether it's movies, books, music. Uh, TV shows, uh, games, you can nerd out about cigars and go like way over the top rabbit hole, like down to the tiniest little degree. But to, to enjoy cigars, you don't, it's I mean, just like yeah. to enjoy movies, to enjoy music. You don't have to nerd out about it. As long as you know the basics and you know what you like, then anybody can enjoy cigars at any time without nerding out about it right we just nerd out about it because we're weirdos <laughs> and i mean there's difference between nerding out on something and being uh pretentious and and judgy about something too yeah. like i remember this group of friends i had there was one guy in there that he was a he was a film student <clears throat> and the first time i met him he was like you know are you into movies i was like I mean, what does that mean? I was like, yeah, I like movies. It's like, all right, what's your favorite Wes Anderson movie? I'm like, I don't know what you're saying right now. Now I know who Wes Anderson is because of some movies he's put out, but he, he came at it with such a pretension and like was judging me on my knowledge of, <clears throat> it escalated pretty quickly. It yeah. escalated very quickly. Well, and I'm guessing that based on the way you, set that up i can see it 
playing out in my head or I can see the scenario where he was ready. Yes. With a retort. Correct. As soon as you named whatever you're, you could have named any Wes Anderson movie and he was ready with a retort to say why you named the wrong Wes Anderson movie. Exactly. And it's uh, some people are, unfortunately, some people are like that with cigars. Yes. Oh, what's your favorite cigar? What's a cigar you had recently, recently that you liked and you name it and they go right into the, Oh, well, because of this, this and that, here's why you're wrong. And here's (laughs) why it's like, bro, I don't, what do you want? It's you asked me. And I told you, you know, what is, what, is, what did I like recently? And that's, I, I don't know what else and, to tell and you. At that point, Eric, yeah, Eric has, hits it. He says, take all these tips with your start to your cigar journey. But the most important thing to remember is to enjoy the experience. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. And another yep. one that Gracie said was tip, um, keep your bands and write them down, write your tasting notes down. Yep. You're, yep. You have a journal or something like that. So you can go back to it, that kind of thing. Like on my note writing app, I can take a picture of my band and put it right in the note. Or Cigar Dojo is a good app. Yeah, Cigar Dojo too. Great app. Mm-hmm. You, they have all the brands in there. You can pick them up, take a picture, put your notes on it if you want to. Kind, kind of like badges untapped. The think, untapped. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Dojo Verse yeah. is kind of that yeah. way. Yeah. So Dojo Verse, you go on there, you sign up for an account, and and you can say I'm smoking this cigar, and and you start to type it in. It'll yep. it'll give you a list, and you're like, yep, that's the one I'm smoking. And you can put in your own picture, yep. and you can give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and then say. Uh, say hey I had I smoked this cigar today and I really liked it and people will comment and maybe sometimes people will comment and give you other suggestions and stuff like that um, that'll, that'll kind of fit in with that same cigar you just smoked you and like say hey I, I, if you like that one you're going to like this one too because it's yeah. kind of similar yeah. mm-hmm. so that's a it's a really dojo verse like is really good for that kind of stuff you know that kind of fun stuff yeah like like untapped you level up and yeah. and uh, and all untapped yep. I never yeah. I use a Minnesota one okay. for oh. Minnesota. Uh, is this a beer? App? beer. I'm guessing it's a yeah. Beer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I found it most handy for keeping track of what I had already tried. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Exactly. So I didn't you go back it at it. Twice, it's so. all right there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because my wife and I like to go to microbreweries and we have to remember, oh, have we been to this one yet? Because we always want to find a new one. It's like, have we been to this? Yeah. We've already been to that one. Let's go to another one. Yep. And if it starts to go like sometimes when we're on the show, sometimes when I'm busy working or whatever it is, I I lose track. My cigar goes out. There's no shame in it. Just pick it up, get rid of some of the excess ash, relight it. It's no big deal. Happens to everybody. All right. Now, before we go more into flavor and I'm actually, I would suggest you, you touch up here at some point, but real quick, um, I'm going to talk about, um, mouth hygiene. So because you don't smoke a lot of cigars, no matter what you do tonight, tomorrow morning, you're going to taste the cigar. Uh-huh. Okay. It's going to be on your tongue for those who don't smoke cigars on the daily. Um, the, the morning after you're, you could do an Olympic style cleaning in your mouth and you are going to still taste that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But What's important for everybody is tongue brushing. It is absolutely crucial for, um, I mean, when you're really wanting to taste all of the flavors in the mouth for a cigar, brushing your tongue, it's huge. It's really important. Um, And so tonight I would encourage you to give your tongue an extra good scrubbins 
Yeah. What? Oh, I thought you were reading something funny. No, I was laughing at what you said. Oh, <laughs> give your tongue an extra scrubbins. You're tossing them a, a ball. Up <laughs> yeah, it was a softball. I, it was. I, you can't just throw that up there and expect I'm not going to swing at it. Um. So, Let's see how up. how this isn't. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's real easy. So let's say that this area here of my cigar was not lighting very well. Yeah. I would just start to hit it like that and and match the other line around the lowest point of the other side. Okay. Every cigar is going to burn a little differently. It's going to have a speed in which it wants to be smoked. Some want to be smoked slower or faster than others. Um, and then depending on humidity and all of the other conditions will depend on how, how that cigar burns. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Yep. And that's, it just needs a little attention. Yeah. Every once in a while, it'll just need a little, just a little hit. Well, and sometimes you get, uh, and this is not that... That what I'm about to uh, explain and and show, uh, this is not a disparaging comment on any brand. This happened. I've had this happen with some of the most expensive cigars I've ever smoked. Yes. So I'm going to put this up to the camera. If the camera will focus on it. That. So that is called a tunnel, and as you can you can see, and it's it's a problem because it's the cigar is still very hot. But what happens is the filler tobacco in the very center is burning faster than the binder tobacco and the wrapper tobacco. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't burn evenly. And you can, you can draw on, and as I'm drawing on the cigar, it's still heating up, but very little smoke is coming through. That happens with the tunnel. Typically it'll correct itself. Uh, you just have to, uh, you know, baby it a little bit. Um, Wait it out. Wait it out. So if it if it's severe, you can take your cutter and cut off, you know, about a half inch of the cigar and relight it. Um, it again, it happens. It it I've had it happen with fifty dollar cigars, and I I've had it happen with two dollar cigars. And it's, any good tobacconist, let's say you bought that cigar at a lounge. You go to a lounge and you buy a cigar, and it's tunneling, and you've tried some you know, uh, corrective measures and those haven't given any results. You can go to the tobacconist and say, this is tunneling really bad. 99 out of a hundred times they will replace that cigar yeah. for you. Yeah. Hmm. And that's advice for everybody. Don't feel bad about that because they can actually get uh, credit from the manufacturer for that. Correct. Let them know that, that you know. Because they, if a good tobacconist, like Garrett said, they want to have that information. Yes. So they can take it back to the manufacturer yes. and say, hey, just want it. Because especially if it becomes a problem, if yep. they've got, you know, one customer, it's an anomaly. If they've got three, four, five out of that same box that are either yep. tunneling or not burning properly, whatever it may be, they want to let the manufacturers know. Uh, and the manufacturers, if they're a good cigar company, they want to know that too. Yes. So that they will, they'll then go to quality control to the factory. Um, it's it's just the chain of quality control. Yep. And they, if 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 all the steps along that that chain of of uh, uh, quality control are 
people who actually care about what they're doing, then the right things will happen to uh, uh, fix those production issues along the way. So, oh, this is a great, great thing to know about, too. So every once in a while, you will get a cigar that draws really hard. And just like tunneling. Well, what do you mean draws really hard? Like you feel like you're back in college and you're really sucking on it, if you know what I mean. To get some smoke. Right. Okay. Got okay. It. It's yeah. like a broomstick, basically. Yeah. There's no airflow whatsoever. So this tool... And there's a few different brands, but there's really only one great brand of, uh, this is called a draw tool. The perfect draw. Yeah. Or the, thank you. Yep. Uh, the perfect draw is the the name of, of this one and, um, they make the, the best one. So you would insert it in the middle and you twist and you pull out. Hmm. And what that creates is just this tiny little channel. And what you're hoping to do is break through what happens sometimes when the roller is rolling that bunch, the bunchero is rolling the bunch. Sometimes there's a little twist in it. And that twist creates this lock in inside the cigar. And you're just trying to break through that, that twist. Um, and it pulls it out. Sometimes you'll pull out what people will say is a stem and it's not a stem. It's a vein. They're very common. And they're supposed to be there. They're supposed to be there. It's for construction and burn and Sensitive everything. Topic. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's one of those things. There's certain things that, that people, you know, point to that are uh, myths. Myths. And um, maybe on the next episode, we'll have Matt take us through plume. Just don't. You had to bring up that term. So real quick. So what Garrett was demonstrating, and this is for, oh, let me go back to this one. So for the viewers at home, um, pretend this is a tobacco leaf. There are different styles of placing tobacco leaves in, in a cigar. And different factories will use different styles based on what they're taught. Um, Mitchell, with a great analogy. Feels like a super thick milkshake through a small straw instead of a night. That is a great analogy, Mitchell. Yeah, that's if a tight draw. Yep. Yeah. And that's typically when you need a draw tool. So different tobacco factories will, uh, cigar factories will roll with different styles. Uh, so there's uh, N2Bar, which literally they'll each, they want to take all this uh, tobacco leaves that go, and, and this is a large demonstration, but uh, they, they literally roll them into little tubes. And they'll take all the leaves that go inside that cigar and they'll roll them into tiny little tubes. Another one is, uh, I don't remember the Spanish word for it, but it's commonly known as accordion rolling, mm -hmm. where they take it and they they want to make it like this, where it's stacked like this way. and But at the same time, you want those little channels to be in between. That's how the airflow happens. When, when like Garrett said, when there's a twist and that's when the airflow stops mm -hmm. and that's typically when you get a draw problem is because they just you know as they're rolling so... they twist or they just press down so hard that they or and sometimes they just put too many tobacco leaves in the filler yep so that's what causes 
a tight draw. And you could even feel sometimes the, a hard spot in the cigar where that is sometimes. Yeah. Where it's having a bad draw. I've seen that before, too. Yeah. Where that's going to try to get to that point. And you'll also occasionally, and you may have had this in the past, on the on the end of the cigar, um, the, the foot of the cigar is the end you light. The head is the end that you smoke. Every once in a while, you'll get... You'll be smoking the cigar, and all of a sudden, you'll taste something really acrid on your lips. And you look down at the end of the cigar, there will be little tiny beads of very dark liquid. And those are typically called tar balls. It's not super common, mm -hmm. uh, but the, the naturally occurring compounds that are in the tobacco leaves with the moisture from the heat and everything will, as the smoke is being drawn through and the moisture collects right here and it will collect these little tiny beads of dark liquid. Mm -hmm. um, typically that could be caused by a couple of things. It could be caused by tobacco. That's really super heavy, really rich, really has a lot of oil, oil compounds in it, but it can also be caused by us as smokers smoking too fast. Too hot, too fast, and you'll get that. If it happens, and I've had it happen with high-dollar cigars yep. before, um, not very often, but I, I'd say maybe once, twice a year, Yep, I'll get a little tar buildup on a cigar. Just take your cutter, snip off a sixteenth of an inch, and keep smoking. Mm -hmm. yep. It'll be fine. Yep. And you could even uh, do what's called a purge, where you blow the opposite way through the cigar. So you can even light the end of it too to get some of the, the ammonia sometimes is in there too when you purge it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you light it and then it yep. until it goes out. Mm hmm So tell us what are you tasting anything different now? Because cigars will have transitions in them. So what you're tasting at the foot of the cigar in most cigars will transition. They'll be you know, so are you, was that any different than what you first? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, something in here reminded me of like a department store, you know, like it was, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it was like sweet, but also like. Like Macy's fresh. or Walmart? Macy's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good clarification. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. We got to <laughs> Macy's or Walmart. That's good. You know, we got to make sure we put the. <laughs> and it's it, the, the fun part about it is, I mean, one of the many fun parts about it is you like we've had from some of our commenters, some of our viewers is you can you can take notes on what you like. You can take I I used to back in the day, I used to have the little uh, uh, composition notebooks and I'd make notes as I smoked the cigar. And when I was done with the cigar, I'd take the band and I tape it to the page. Uh -huh. um, since then I, and I kicked, I still, I, I kick myself every day. I, I had some of these notebooks and I threw them away and I started because at one point I was like, why don't I just use my phone? So I take a picture of the cigar and I go into Google Keep, which is like a notes app. And I take notes and I include the picture that I took of the cigar. And that's how I review cigars, too, is when I sit down and I take detailed notes and stuff. 
Um, I do it that way now where I just go into my phone in Google keep. I add the picture that I took of the cigar. I put in my notes and, and I'm done. Um, and that way, you know, especially if you get a cigar that you really love and you're like, Oh crap, I want to buy more of those. And I totally forgot. You just go into your phone and you walk into the cigar shop and you're like, Hey, I want some of these. And hopefully they have, they carry them there and they're like, Hey, follow me. They're right over here. All right. Now, Alex, uh, close your eyes, take another draw. Okay, and blow it out. Are you still getting a department store? Where are you in the department store? In, in front of the perfume section. Ooh, knocked in. Macy or Gracie. Gracie, yep. It's exactly right. So. Wow, Gracie got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, floral. Flor is a, is floral a, notes. Yeah. Absolutely, a big, a big note in yeah. in uh, that's going to be the Dominican tobacco most likely okay um that's doing that so uh so for someone who wants to like kind of try things and compare them on an even plane mm. like are there any best practices that you would recommend for like before before you you start a cigar to like cleanse your palate you know like beforehand just so that you're kind of tasting all the cigars i would yeah I, that's a great question i would say if you really want like when when we review cigars most of the people we know that that actually do review cigars you want to have a you want to have a clean palate so you don't want to be coming off a really massive meal you don't want to have any uh, honestly w typically it's sparkling water plain sparkling water unflavored um i'll do still water also but you want to just keep any other flavors or aromas to a minimum. Put yourself in an environment where there's no other aromas in the air. Um, and put yourself in a, in a place where you haven't, you know, haven't recently had a massive heavy meal, mm -hmm. especially spicy meal, mm -hmm. you know, some, anything that's got spice that's going to linger in on your palate, but try to avoid that plain water, sparkling water, uh, just so you can literally focus hundred percent on what you're smelling and tasting from the cigar. Um, but then there's also that's for, for, if you truly want to focus on the tobacco and the cigar, that's the way to go. But then there's also the fun, uh, thing that we love doing. And so many people in the cigar world love doing is, is pairing. And it's kind of like pairing a nice bottle of wine with a meal is you pair cigars with different beverages, whether it's beers, whiskeys, coffees, teas, the, I mean, the sky's the limit, honestly. And sometimes pairing opens up a whole, you can have a cigar that you, you think is, it's okay. It's a nice cigar. And then you pair it with something and the pairing just opens up a whole new like avenue of flavor. Yep. Yeah. I mean, just as sipping my beer, you know, after I started smoking this, the beer tasted completely different. Yeah. And it brought out, taste from the cigar that i had when i was just smoking the cigar yeah and that's that's one of the most fun things that i love doing and yeah. we all love doing is is finding those new combinations from different beverages uh and we've even started to experiment with pairing with food mm -hmm. yep. um and we had chef ed porter on and uh he made us some food and we paired it with cigars and he put together this whole like ensemble of of pairing stuff for us it's an absolute 
blast to come up with all the new combinations because yeah, the, the beer will change the flavor of the cigar. The cigar will change the flavor of the beer. It could, could be, um, coffees is one of our favorite things to pair with. Mm. I mean, coffee and a cigar is like, they're made to go together though. One of the things that, that I learned from the wine world, uh, what grows together goes together. And most of the countries that grow cigar tobacco also grow coffee Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, coffee, man. Coffee and cigars is like mm. lights out one of our favorite things. I love root beer and cream soda though. That's what I'm yeah, I go with, like with the day. 1919 yep, yep, over there. <laughs> My lost interest also has a good point too. Um, thoughts on smelling the foot and taking multiple cold draws. Yes. Um we we typically do that where um Gary, you have a cigar with you you can demonstrate with. But yeah, smelling uh, that's another interesting thing too is because just like a piece of steak, like if you take a piece of steak and you boil it, it's going to taste one way, a certain way. Mm-hmm. Then you take that same piece of steak and you sear it in a hot pan to perfect medium rare. It's going to taste different because that Maillard reaction on the outside of the steak, that caramelization of some of the natural sugars, the same true is true with the cigars. So mm. when you... Um, before you lit the cigar, the, we do a cold draw and you, and you'll also do like he's doing right now. You take the foot of the cigar and you literally put it right up to your nostril and breathe in and the smells and, and even tasting notes you can get on your tongue before the cigars lit. It's a lot of times you'll get completely different things than after you light Absolutely. the cigar. Yep. And every once in a while you'll get where you do the cold draw and then you start smoking the cigar and maybe 40 minutes into smoking the cigar, you, you get a couple little hints of what you got before you lit the cigar. It's weird, but it does happen sometimes. Yep. Yeah. I love, I love finding that cigar that has that super unique cold draw. Um, and cold, cold draws are really common where you get that funky, dank, musty basements, uh, barnyard, barnyard uh, f- like walking through a forest uh, after it just rains. Yep. You know, that kind of thing. Fresh or cut grass. Floral, super yeah. floral. Yeah, you get a lot of floral. Mm. Um, it's it's just, yeah, it's... We, the whole flavor wheel of tone, of notes, and all kinds of stuff you can just dive into. Yeah, we, we nerd out about it endlessly, and it's 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 a blast. And like I said, then you take the whole pairing thing into account, that then you're combining two flavor wheels at the same time and it but you don't have to do any of this right you just you can just enjoy, enjoy a cigar and a beer yeah. and, and call yeah. it a day and, and you know you don't, you don't have to get too right. far into it just whatever your experience is how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go you know yeah garrett you're you're into barbecuing what kind of parallels oh, do you yeah. can you draw <laughs> do you see so you know like matt said we just recently started getting into food uh-huh. um uh, pairings and there and here's the reason why it's not i don't know if it's the reason but here <clears throat> in minnesota there's no place where you can enjoy a cigar and have a meal unless it's a, a private type club situation so most people just don't eat and smoke at the yeah. same time right it just wasn't and it was never anything that i was like hey i'd really like to have a steak and a cigar and you know see what when i started traveling um, and I, 
was in Detroit, there's they can serve food, alcohol, and cigars all in the same establishment. And I was meeting with this retailer for this restaurant lounge, and he said, can I have my chef make one of our, our test meals for you while you have that cigar? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and he made me my first you know, meal that I had with a cigar and I was smoking a Queens Pearls and I was having a um, pan seared sea bass and couscous. <sighs> oh, where do I sign? Forget it. <laughs> From then on, I was like, you know, where, why haven't I ever really done food and cigars at the same time? And we're, you know, we were super fortunate to have, like Matt said, Chef Porter on, um, about a month ago now who made us an absolutely delicious meal to pair with some cigars. And so when it comes to barbecue though, I personally haven't gone really heavy outside of just steaks, oh. you know, on the grill. I haven't done any, you know, really long smoked brisket or, um, I've done pork ribs, but, um, so still exploring that for me. So I'll say the, uh, one thing specifically, and I did this with a couple of years ago with um, Cigar Dojo does their thing every summer called Cigar BQ. Yep. And I made, um, I was on their Cigar cigar BQ show for just a few minutes um, talking through stuff. And I, I had made a batch of pork belly burnt ends. Yes, you did. And I, I was eating some of those while I brought them over to Sodi's and to share with everybody and i'm eating some of these pork belly burn ends while i'm smoking a herrera esteli habano and the habano herrera esteli has a little bit of a a spice spiciness to it where you can feel almost pepperiness on your tongue that lent so well to the sweetness of the of the sauce and the and the sweet spice rub that i had put on the pork belly burn ends and that rich fattiness, mm. the spiciness of the cigar worked really nicely with that. Uh, as, and you can do, and like when chef Ed made the lamb, Oh, that lamb, the, the smoked lamb with the, oh, with the, uh, I mean, it was, it was just out of bounds, out of bounds. Perfect with the, and, and Garrett didn't partake, but the, this, he made this oh, blackberry, yeah. uh, uh, the bourbon smash it was but yeah, it was a blackberry bur bourbon smash like cocktail toast, toasted rosemary was it yeah to oh, and toasted, toasted rosemary toasted yeah. rosemary in the cocktail and with the the cigar it was absolutely lights out yeah there's a a ton of things that that you can do in cigars you can enjoy them by themselves and they are fantastic and then there's a ton of other things that you can pair them with from spirits to foods to coffees and teas that will enhance the experience and you know wherever you're at in there is something for everybody to enjoy and, yeah. and explore that one note that i want to eric made a really good point earlier of when you're taking a picture of the band yeah. it, it's really um so I don't know how many Vitolas and Vitola is just the, the Spanish word for um, shape, cigar shape. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how many Vitolas this cigar has, but I can almost guarantee you that out of the, the two of them, Matt said that there's two 
um, that they're probably going to taste a little different from each other. A little, yeah. Typically, you'll get a little flavor difference. Yeah, uh, there's so, three now. Oh, there's three now. There used to just be two. Oh, well, it used to be It's a culebra lancero, though. Oh, it's a culebra. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, Garrett's right. The you'll because typically a cigar company will come out with a new cigar and they'll say, "Oh, it's available in five different vitolas," and it could be a robusto, toro. Gordo, Lancero, and Corona Gordo, let's just say. Um, typically, there will be little differences between each of them uh, because, like Garrett said earlier, the wrapper leaf, uh, smaller ring gauge cigars, because there's not as much filler tobacco, you get more pronouncement of flavor from the wrapper leaf a lot of times. Not always, but a lot of times you'll get more pronounced flavor from the wrapper leaf and less because there's less filler tobacco because it's smaller, it's thinner. Then, um, and then you'll smoke the, the bigger fat, you know, 60 ring gauge of that same cigar and the flavor differences you'll, you'll really be able to tell, but th there'll be just enough similarities where, you know, it's just like, a uh, if you, if you get a, a whole ribeye, like at Costco and you cut yourself some steaks from it, you cut a half inch steak versus a two inch steak. Mm -hmm. They're going to taste different a little bit, mm -hmm. but you'll be able to stay Hey, It's still a ribeye but they taste a little different based on that, the way you cut them. Hmm. So Garrett, I have a question. Yeah. Is it time? Oh, um, let me, yes. All right. Yes. It is now time for this week's numero de los muertos. And as always, numero de los muertos is brought to us by our friends at smoke in. Numero de los Muertos, episode 198. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? So, in the 1960s, they decided to make these to be safer when in actuality they ended up causing, on average between then and 2011, an average of 2,700 deaths per year in the U.S. They. <laughs> the royal they. Absolutely. So in the 1960s, yep. something was made, quote, safer, mm -hmm. but actually ended up being more harmful more harmful and caused it it causes it, 2700 deaths per year in the US to this day on this average day. Yep. 2700 deaths per year in the US yep. all right as always viewers uh put your guesses in the comments tape closures on diapers says my lost interest mm. 
That's a good guess. Interesting. No, uh, but because that's when disposable diapers came out. Correct. I think it was the 1960s, isn't it? Pampers and all that. Sounds when, about right. Instead of the the cloth. cloth diapers with the safety pins. That's a great guess. I love it. Um, are these vehicles? Or are vehicles involved? Vehicles are involved. Ooh. Vehicles are involved. Airbags. No. Seat, <sighs> seat belts? Nope. Those That's got to be a bigger number, though. Those both definitely mm. <clears throat> help save lives. Is it a... <sighs> Windshields. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Nope. Or glass. No. Is it? Is it? It's, is it something that's attached to the vehicle? No. Is it something that the the driver, rider, passenger wears? No. Oh, it's neither one. Is it part of the the road system or something? Yes. <gasps> oh. Stoplights. No. Okay. <laughs> so it's something with the road system. Not radial tires. Crosswalks? Not, not airbags. Not crosswalks. What did they introduce in the 60s? Not cruise control. That's way after the day of the interstate road system, isn't it? Inter yeah, that was 55. like the 40s. Was Oh, 55 yeah. was interstates? Are we ruling out all kinds of lights? Yes. If not stoplights? Okay. Yep. Cigarette lighters? Nope, no. it is not equipped in the vehicle. It is a road system addition. A roundabout. Nope. Ooh. That's a good guess. That is a great guess. Yes. Since Minnesota has become the land of roundabouts good in the last gosh. 10 years. It is Little London, yeah. it Minnesota. Is. <laughs> they got it from Wisconsin or something. Hey, look, kids, Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey Barriers. Jersey barriers. Jersey. Uh, I don't know what a Jersey barrier is. I don't. I don't think you can turn left in Jersey. I don't know if that has to do with it, but oh, you can't turn left Correct. in New Jersey. Correct. You got to yep. do a U turn. Yep. Are you serious? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are no left turns Correct. in New. That's on, so on major wild. Yeah, on major intersections. That is yeah. wild to it's me. You're driving when you're used to taking a left turn all the time. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. But don't, not that. Don't take my left turns from me, bro. Yeah, they they did. <laughs> wow. Um. Okay, road system. Uh, not the the clover leaf like exit ramps on the interstate. No, nothing nope. like that. Okay. Is it the shoulder? No. So it's not the shoulder. It's not crosswalks. It's not stoplights. It's not the shoulder. It's not roundabouts. Yellow traffic light. Nope. No. No lights. No. Barricades. Nope. Uh, it's D not, it's not the crosswalk, is it? Nope. nope. We already, oh, we said crosswalk. Not, not okay. a DUI checkpoint or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, sir. Speed bumps. Good guess. Oh, speed nope. bump. That's a great. Good guess. Yeah. Oh, the breakdown lane. Oh, no. Lane. Mm -mm. So think, uh, less busier streets. Not stop speed signs? Limits. Nope. Not stop signs. Oh, it's not. Less busy streets. Sidewalks. Mm -mm. Pedestrian crossings. Is no. it curbs? No. 
Is it uh, the painted lines? No. Turn on red? No. Nope. Does that qualify as a no. light signal thing? Yeah. Oh, I guess it would. But yeah, no. Nope, not yield signs. All right. Is it any type of signage? No. Hmm. So it's not signage. Think residential. Is it cul-de-sacs? It is cul-de-sacs. So cul-de-sacs are more dangerous? They're more dangerous. <clears throat> we used to live on a cul-de-sac. We just moved here three years ago from a cul-de-sac. Did you ever see any accidents? No. No? So okay. um, it is the... Um, I forgot. So this article went through this study that they did in 2011 and um, they were convinced that cul-de-sacs were going to help make neighborhoods more safe, that kids could, you know, play at, you know, yeah. And, and totally. But what the study showed is in cul-de-sacs, the number of kids, it was like 130,000 children go to the ER every year from cars backing up into children. Backing up from their driveway from their into driveway, the cul-de-sac. Into, into the cul-de-sac. Whole, Just assuming that it's a cul-de-sac. Right. It's totally safe. Yep. I can just back up without looking. Yep. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. So don't move to a neighborhood with cul-de-sacs. Yeah. I'm, kids, right? I guess I'm glad we don't live in a cul-de-sac anymore. Okay. Yep. I mean, our kids are older now, so. Yeah. And really, I still. mean, anything with the word sack in it, is it, <laughs> is it that pretty? <laughs> cul-de-sac what does cul-de-sac literally translate it's, to it's french uh who knows <laughs> justin's on it uh, i could be on it yeah. <laughs> what does cul-de-sac translate to the the place of sack <laughs> <laughs> the place of the sack i don't know the translation let's see dead end Dead end. That's what it stands for. Hmm. Uh, so it, it's kind of literal. That's super <laughs> sad. Or the bottom of a sack. Or the okay. That's, that's where it came from. Vessel or tube with one opening. <laughs> it literally means bottom of the sack from the the Latin colus. Bottom. It's a French cul-de-sac. Oh, the joke. The joke writes culture. itself. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the French got to figure it out, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's very come, sexy. Come for the cigars, stay for the French lessons. Yeah, <laughs> get all your culture here. Yes. Holy cow! Well, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what I'm gonna pop up with. Yeah, yeah. you never know pop what, up. what you're gonna learn next on Numero de los Muertos. Yeah. That's. That's good times. That That's is. what that is right there. That is fun times. <laughs> all right, so that was this week's. Numero de los Muertos. All right. Let's jump into the lightning round. The lightning round brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse 
Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right, Alex. If you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? Living person. Um, I'm right here, Alex. It's got to be a, a kid. Um, oh, I love it already. Uh, some kid trying to make sense of the world. Um, I love where this is going. I, I don't know. Um, trying to think. A kid riding his bike in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is that a car? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. My, my nephew just, uh, I, I guess I would pick him. He, my nephew, Louis, he always has the weirdest expressions on his face. He's <laughs> like, like all the time, just like that. And I wonder what he's thinking. I, I love, I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. How old is he? Uh, um, I think he's getting close to two, maybe. Oh, that's great. That's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. We haven't had that. All right. So if you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? Um, I mean, not that he's into music or anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, guitar player. Yeah. Uh, have you guys heard of Damage Plan? You know, um, yes. the metal band after Pantera? Yes. Yeah, probably huh. Blunt Force Trauma. Oh, oh, nice. That is an or, excellent. Or Walk by Pantera. That's yeah. an excellent yeah. selection. Oh, yeah. Walk. Oh, yeah. Are you right. talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Garrett. Walk on home, boy. Well, you want to do this one? I don't think so. No, because he doesn't really know anybody from the cigar industry and the oh, references he, of he, he well, from music industry. Oh, so yeah. music. somebody from the music, music industry. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. Alex. Yeah. The zombies are coming. Okay, you get to pick three musicians to be on your zombie apocalypse survival team. Who do you pick and why? Uh, Dave Grohl. Yes, 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 yes. Zach yes. Wild. Zach yeah. Wild. Oh, yeah. Um, and why on each one? And why? Yeah. Why Dave Grohl? Yeah, why Dave Grohl? He's a badass. I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. need to ask the question, but. I don't know. He's just he's just so creative and he's everywhere. And I don't know. It just seems like he would come up with the greatest ideas in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Um, and, and Zach Wilde's just Pretty a berserker. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does it have to be a living musician? No, no, no. do it, man. Oh. Courtney Love. Really? <laughs> okay. Just to see what would happen, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> For the entertainment. 
Dude, between Zach and Courtney, <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody else in the party is going crazy because <laughs> that is a bag of crazy. Well, and the zombies, I'm sorry, but the zombies would would take one look at Courtney in her heyday and say, like, she's one of us. You're right. <laughs> she's one of us, bro. <laughs> She's not she's she's not fodder. She's yeah, she's with the team, man. That's right. That's a great answer. I oh love my that. Gosh, I do too. That's awesome. All right, let's jump into this week's notable smokable. Uh, uh notable smokables brought to us by Luciano Cigars. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. Uh, so each week we name a cigar that we smoked recently that was notable to us. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we smoked for the first time in a long time, or a cigar that's brand new to the market that we smoked for the first time ever. Garrett, I'm going to start with you mm -hmm. on notables this week. I had a blood medicine. Oh, mm -hmm. crowned heads. And gosh, that cigar is, it's it's event only, uh, but it's if you get your hand if, if you go you to can, a Crown Heads event, get your hands on some of those those blood medicine. They're insanely good. Yep, very good. Yep, uh, Justin. Yeah, um, I've been having a bunch of good ones this week, but um, the Mi Carita Black Saka Khan. Ooh, I finally had that one, and it was delicious this week. So. Mm, mm, or I think I did that Saturday, probably a yeah. couple hours to sit around. That cigar is not messing around. No. And right. and viewers and listeners, let us know, or I suppose viewers, uh, what in the comments when we do this segment, let us know what was oh a, absolutely what was a cigar you had this last week that really stood out to you. Um, we always like to to see the the input and what people are are jazzed about. Um, so my notable this week. Um, ironically, also a Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust product. And I have to say a big thank you to uh, Grant, uh, our good friend from Sodi's. We know him from Sodi's Cigar and Pipe uh, in Oak Park Heights, but we also hang out with him at other events and stuff like that. Grant gave me uh, uh, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Todos Las Dias. And I, uh, I had not had one in a long time. Yeah. Mm. And I was reminded how much I really enjoy that cigar. It is a super deep, heavy, rich cigar. But uh, man, it's that thick Lonsdale size, and which is my wheelhouse. Just uh, like it, thick and meaty. Thick and <laughs> thick and meaty. That's what she. Uh, it's a very, very nice cigar. So Grant, thank you very much for that one. Um, so that was this week's. Notable smokables brought to us by Luciano Cigars, improving lives through fine cigars. Visit LucianoCigars.com to learn more. Now we have some exciting coming attractions to tell you guys about, and those are brought to us by AJ Fernandez. AJ Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The AJ Fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Diaz de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from AJ Fernandez. Uh, so, next week on April 10th, we have Skip Martin from Roma Craft Tobacco for another appearance on our show. Some of that man tobacco. Some of that man tobacco. Man tobacco. Uh, and if you skip ahead to April 24th, 
we have episode 200 Mm. of How About That Cigar Live. Big Big milestone for us. We're very excited, and we are beyond excited to welcome back to the show a titan of the cigar industry, none other than Mr. Nick Perdomo is going to be live on episode 200. Uh, Very excited for that. Um, Now, Alex, if you would, please, because we know that... Uh, tell us a little bit about your your musical background and um, uh, what you what you do musically for people now, uh, as far as teaching, instructing, things like that. And where can people find you? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I do a lot. Of, I do a ton of things around music. Um, I went to school to play guitar. Uh, I have a degree in guitar performance, and of course, you know, I perform around town here, and I also have my own. Uh, teaching studio, teaching private music lessons. Um, uh, have about 35 to 40 students right now, and I'm looking to get more, um, especially online students. So you don't have to be from Minnesota. Um, and and uh, you like know all the chords, right? Like- <laughs> Most of them. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, if you want to check me out on the, on the internet, I'm on YouTube. Uh, it, the the channel is uh the link is youtube.com slash aborn guitarist and i have a lot of tutorials and i'll be adding more um uh i'm adding more all the time so it's a b o r n yep guitarist correct yep all one word no special characters or anything very nice so uh to and to close out before we jump off uh, let us know how that cigar is finishing up for you. What do you What do you think of that that particular one? Uh, yeah, this is interesting. This is definitely better than the gas station ones <laughs> I started with. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I tasted a little bit of cardboard box uh, on this, but that mm. wasn't a bad thing. It was just an interesting note along the journey, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's 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 been cool. It's been interesting. Nice. Well, Alex, awesome. thank you so much for being on our show, yeah, man. No, really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks and, for having me. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where this uh, potentially could go. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we uh, strike out twice, we might have to ditch this uh, this series. But you know. <laughs> No, we'd love to have you back on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for being the best part of How About That Cigar Live. We appreciate you so much for watching live on Facebook and live on YouTube. Please take just a minute, like and subscribe to all of the channels on all of the social medias. We really appreciate that. And if you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast, we are so grateful to you for making us a part of your regular audio podcast rotation. Make sure you take a minute and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of those episodes. Uh, if you guys have questions for us, you can email us on the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And of course, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Thanks, everybody. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium premium cigars.